1: Welcome back to the dynasty rewind everybody the best in the business is back in business tonight we are taking a head first dive into the world of Devi. but first we would love to absolutely say hello to sean he is one of our good listeners what's up rewind crew what is up sean thanks for watching thanks for listening but until we pick on sean continuously for the next hour or so i want to talk to you guys about <laughs> dynastyowner.com so you are an above average fantasy football player you'll likely be interested in a new challenge this upcoming season if there is one check out dynasty owner they've added a new strategic twist to fantasy football by incorporating the business football business of football into their game my apologies this is because their salary cap dynasty format is based on real nfl salaries and it's such a difference maker that they actually have a patent on it not general patent a U.S. patent, for example, to signing his $30 million contract doesn't matter much in most leagues. But in Dynasty Owner, could his $7.5 million per year make him more attractive than Russell Wilson at $35 million? Certainly think so. Dynasty Owner leagues are forming soon from people who've been on their wait list, but there's a limited number of franchises made available at any given time. Get on the wait list for an invitation by visiting DynastyOwner.com and click on Start My Dynasty. When you do that, please make sure that you tell them that we sent you as that helps us. You'll be able to join leagues with cash prize pools or just play for the love of the game. And after you join the waitlist, you could test out a mock draft and see you're using real NFL salaries changes, player rankings, draft strategy, and roster construction. We'll be doing some roster construction tonight. Dynasty owner also recently released their new mobile app on iOS and Android. Join the waitlist and download the app today. So don't do that right now because you have to watch this live stream or if you're listening in your car on the way to work. But until then, I'd like to introduce to you, Nate Christian. What's up, Nate?
0: Hey, it's going good. I'm happy. It's a good Friday night here with my guys. Can't complain.
2: Got a great
1: Friday night. We also got Chev and Nini. What's good, Chev?
2: What's going on, boys? Just another great day to have Michael Pittman on your roster.
1: It's always a great day to have <laughs> Michael Pittman. I've seen a lot of Jonathan Taylor talk on Twitter today, too, for whatever reason. You guys are noticing that, right? Like tons of Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, which... yeah. yeah. Um, so he's almost as greasy as his hot takes because he is pork man. I love that. Just look at you rocking oh, in the chair, man. You're just relaxing.
2: Hey, hey my shoulders don't look that big today because I no. have a little rocky chair. Hey, well, you look my, like you're my, head, my head was kind of greasy today. You said that. I was looking <laughs> at
1: <laughs>
0: <Well>,
1: Thanks <laughs> for bringing time that, that greasy outtakes. But I'll yeah. tell you what, he's not greasy, but he is the man. He, he's wicked awesome. He is—he's one of my favorite Devi guys. I don't know a lot about Devi, so I got her virtual guy like this. We got Brian Shakochis in the studio today, kind of studio. We're all over the place, so he does the uh, Dynasty Tools podcast, one of my favorite podcasts. Super excited every time he comes out. Shaq, you also write for Dynasty Nerds. You're part of their Devi department, and you do the Devi Happy Hour as well,
3: right? Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, I I'm mean, loving it,
3: man. It's just uh having fun with the journey.
1: Bu- busy, busy man. I'll tell you what, Keep but it you. Busy. You're doing great. Love your podcast. You and Jim together are fantastic, I'd like to say. I just want to say, when I first started listening, I thought, like, Jim kind of comes off a certain way. Like, I think maybe it's just the, the Massachusetts accent. You know what I mean? And then you realize this guy actually really knows what he's talking about. Like,
3: Oh, he definitely does. He,
1: he sounds like he's smarter than you because he probably is. So <laughs> hopefully he's watching and he heard me say that but uh really appreciate the report that you guys have were you friends before you started the show
3: Yeah we've known each other for years um many many years back uh all the way back we were um we worked briefly in the same school we are both teachers and uh he's a brilliant guy when you say yeah he sounds smarter than you he's definitely smarter than me I told him early on I'm like bro you're the star of this show I'm just here Hanging out with you. Um, because he's dynamite. I love everything he has. He has a fresh, unique lens, and that's such a important part of this game. Everyone wants to go chalk with everything half the time and you know, acts like it's a big deal. If anyone has a varying opinion, heaven forbid. It's like, dude, this is what makes the game awesome. Like, we better yeah. have different opinions because if we don't, then nobody's ever getting trades done. So yeah, exactly. Yeah.
1: Before we start talking about some Debbie, I would like to ask you, um, how does it feel to be a Patriots fan, no longer having Tom Brady on the roster?
3: It feels weird. It That's feels been, real weird, man. It's been it's, a long it's, time. It's been a long time. I will say this: I am not uh, your your loud mouth. I think uh, a lot of people have their visions of what Patriots fans are, and I have taken this whole run as a giant blessing. Like I remember when I was in high school. Like I'm, you know, I'm forty five. You know, so when I was in high school, I remember, like, we used to go over to uh, Foxborough Stadium back in the day. It wasn't even Gillette yet. It was Foxborough Stadium uh, back in the day. And our football team used to do the concession stand, and, like, nobody was there. Like, they, like we would go there to see the games because the games were blacked out on local television because nobody yeah. went. You know, so I'm old mm. enough to remember when they sucked. I, so everything I that point. happened over the last 20 years, I appreciated all of it. Every single second of it, we deserve none of it. Like we got it. So, Hey, if it's time for us to get the payback, I get it. You know, I've been so we'll see what happens.
1: I remember the Eagles still a veteran stadium and having to listen to it on the radio because it was blacked out. That was when the, you know, everybody was hurting. Darnell Autry was starting at running back, but uh, Tyler Gunther, Checking in tonight. Tyler got to get you on this show soon. He wants to know, right. Shaq, can you say harbor for
3: us? Let's go, let's go, Boston Harbor. Let's <laughs> there go. There it is. Everybody's got to have Smart Park. Let's go,
1: <laughs> man. I'll tell you what. I love My the favorite line
3: in that commercial is the is the beginning when he's like, "Look at these two troublemakers." <laughs> That's the most authentic <laughs> thing right there.
1: I love it, man. So, um, all right, let's just let's just throw it out here. What do you think, aside from? your show and debbie happy hour what is one of the best resources that we could use if we're starting to do some debbie
3: well twitter's dynamite for it i mean twitter is like you you mentioned it recently as a as a one-stop shop for and almost anything in fantasy football and twitter is absolutely i would say your first place to start start learning by following some of the guys out there that have brilliant insight and there's so many of them right mm-hmm. uh nate certainly knows his stuff right here start with nate nate knows his skin yeah, man i've been battling with with him in the league in that nerd c to c startup we've been doing he's great but there's so many like find voices that you trust and stick with them to start out and they're gonna lead you in the right direction like Garrett price obviously jared Wackley, travis may kane forsell. Matt Hicks, Nick Whalen, Jesse Reeves, Kyle Yates, Zach Thomas, Shane Hallam, Angelo, all those guys. I mean, I could go on and on and on. Those guys, I, I love the insight that they provide. I learn a lot from them. And anything I'm giving out, a lot of time. like, we, we learn from each other. It's like the coaching thing. You know what I mean? Like, I used to coach yeah. – uh, I used to be an assistant uh, high school football coach. I love that, man. I missed that. I had to give that up because my wife's new job. But uh, uh, this is how I get my football fix now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But – um, you know, when it goes back to to coaching, we, coaches learn so much from each other, and everything we're doing, we're stealing from somebody else. Like the old, the the, the Belichick Saban connection, right? Like that yeah. old thing with the um Shane Vereen lining up as you know as the uh, inel- ineligible receiver, and the Michael Nui lining up a tackle. Remember that thing? And Harbaugh went nuts in the playoffs. You yeah. <laughs> you stole mm-hmm. that from Saban. It was an Alabama play earlier in the year. You know what I mean? So. We're all getting stuff from each other. So lean on some of these people, some of these brilliant minds out there. Yeah, Twitter, my number one, 101. All right. Is it
1: 101 or one? There's a lot of contention on that one, too. I'm fine 101. with either
3: way. One I'm fine with one. one. Yeah, I, I hear 101 a lot. I, I, I might default to 101. Yeah, I don't know. But pork it's man. fine either way, totally.
1: What do you think about that one, Porkman?
3: Okay, I go with the 101. It doesn't matter okay. to me. What All it definitely right. isn't yeah. is the 1.01. Yes, yeah, definitely the, not. You're that. Point there, you're stupid. Right, yeah. uh, Stop,
1: Shaq. Before we move on to the next one, uh, Jim wants to say that one of my favorite Shaq accents is when he talks about how much he likes Ray Garvin.
3: <laughs> my is my boy Ray Garvin, <laughs> he's <There laughs> absolutely <it is>. destination <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> Hit him up. Check him uh, out. He's got an excellent new. He's got an excellent new community going. That squad he does, that he's yeah. got out there.
1: All gas. Jumped I in with Ray, that. Ray Garver, awesome. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Man. Um, yeah. So, all right. Let's talk a little bit before we we start talking about roster <laughs> construction and everything. Can you explain to me traditional Devy versus what is now kind of? It seems like it's really catching on. Is uh campus to Canton Nate? I know you're involved with a lot of C 2 C stuff now. Our, is it more than one league or is it two, three? I'm Just not sure. One.
0: There's no way I can do
3: more than one.
1: Okay, but but Jack, I know you've got a couple C to C leagues,
3: right? Oh yeah, definitely. Like that's that's my way. That's becoming very quickly. That's becoming my way. I want to play anything new I ever add moving forward is going to be C to C, campus to Canton which is C to C for short. Okay. Uh, for for people who don't understand, so so Devi is just like any other regular fantasy football league that you're in. But in addition to like a rookie draft every year, you got a Debbie draft. So, you know, people are like, hey, extra drafting. Who doesn't love that? And you're picking however many college football players, developmental players, right? So there's your Debbie. And shout out to Scott Fish on on inventing this format, Uh, all the great things he does. Don't lose sight of that. He invented this great aspect of the game, basically. Um, so, yeah, so you 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 get college players on your squad. So they just sit there and you wait for them. But then when they go to the NFL, they're already on your squad. You don't got to worry about trying to get them in the rookie draft and, you know, where do I place in the rookie draft and everything else. So, so that's traditional Debbie. And that's awesome. But Campus to Canton is where it's at for me. I mean, that's my heart, man. That's like the best. Like everyone Nate's I've ever met, who ever Nate's tried Campus proud. to Canton loves it. Yes, Nate.
0: Do you know who invented Campus to
3: I don't know, but i'd I'd like to I'd like to give him a big old pat on the back, man. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> that was a smart person, whoever that was. I love okay. Campus to Canton. So Campus to Canton, Camp, for people to understand, Camp, uh, Campus to Canton is two connected leagues, right? Like think of the billions of dollars. People act like this is too overwhelming and it's not at all. Think of the billions of dollars that are made in college football, right? They're, they're saying like college sports as we know it will shut down if they don't play college football. Like there are so many college football fans out there. Mm-hmm. And so if people love college football and they watch co- and they're going to watch co- fo- college football, like let's play fantasy football with college. And a yeah. lot of people don't. Uh, so th- the campus to Canton format is there's two leagues connected. So there's a college league, 12 owners, and the same 12 owners have a connected NFL league. And so you submit lineups in both leagues every week. You submit a college lineup every week, and you submit an NFL lineup every week. And so uh, you can win a college title. There's money there. Usually it's more money on the NFL side. You can win an NFL title, right? The key is when your college guys... Go to the NFL. They go right to your NFL team, and and my metaphor that I have come up with over the last couple of days for this is that here's my here's the way I would describe it. Devi is like going to the library to reserve a library book about roller coasters, okay. okay? And C to C is getting to ride the damn roller coaster, right? Okay. Like like yeah. like if you drafted Brees Hall in a traditional Devi league and you tried to explain it to someone. Who's not in a Debbie league? They'd be like, oh, cool. So, so you get to do something with him in like two years. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's cool in two years,
4: yeah. right? <laughs> and,
3: and now instead, if you're, a, if you draft Brees Hall in a C to C league, you get all the excitement of using him and, and riding him to potentially a college title in your C to C league and on the college side. So you get to use him the whole way. And then when he goes to the NFL, then you get to use him in two years up on that side. It's awesome. It's the best.
1: I I love it, man. I I try to see the C-League, and I'll tell you what. That that leads me. Well, we'll get into why I I couldn't quite hack it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a Debbie guy. I'm not Mm going to sit here and pretend that
3: I am. It's not for everyone.
1: But, hey, a lot of people don't play IDP either. So teach their own.
3: I'm in Um, in two, bro. You would love this. Uh, In theory, I'm in two that are full IDP. Ooh, Ooh, wow, that's a lot of stuff. That's strategies. fun.
1: That's a that's lot like, of freaking how how long are those drafts? Real. That's gotta be so long. Yeah. <laughs> like like even they, the
3: summer draft is 30 rounds because your roster's is like oh, damn there hundred guys. Oh,
1: my God. See, you know, the Jeez. problem I had too with, with the C to C League I was in, I kept forgetting to set my roster on Saturday because I'm not used to setting a Saturday roster. Mm-hmm. So I did not win a single oh. game in my college. Oh. I mean, I was it was the worst possible team, which is it is what it is um so how do you how do you construct a Devi roster are you just you know a lot of guys when they construct a the dynasty roster or sometimes even a redraft roster it's best player available is that what you do or do you like to say um you know i need this many running backs i need uh this many wide receivers quarterbacks uh jim also says idp forever so yes you're going to need linebackers too i agree with that jim hmm. so how do you can Construct um, a Devi roster, and Frank actually has a really good question too. Because I know it was done on Fan Tracks. Does anyone else host C 2 C that you know of, or is it Fan Tracks only?
3: <clears throat> Fan Tracks is really the only credible place that I know of. Okay, and a lot of people give you know the Fan Tracks platform a lot of hassle because it's different than what they are usually playing on for uh, other leagues. It is, but it's you know the way I was describing it, it's fine. Like that's all it is. It's it's just fine, but it's fine, right? Like yeah, it it, mean, it doesn't have the sexy graphics of you know some MFL leagues that are out there. Uh, it doesn't have the slick interface that you have with you know it's like a sleeper app or some of the other platforms, or the other big pl- platforms that are out there. But it's fine. Like you get used to it fast, and it's totally fine. Okay. So yeah, uh, yeah. So Fantrax is is totally reasonable, but yeah, that's kind of the only place to do it. Like. It is like c to c college fantasy is definitely a niche within a niche. Okay. Right. And I think that niche within the niche is growing. I think c to c is the future of Debbie, I think. I mean, uh, because everyone who tries it generally has such a blast with it. I mean, you know, Mike, I I, I know it's, it's tough to get used to yeah but once you get used to setting that roster, man, it's a blast. So.
1: maybe I could do it again. this This show's going to help me a lot. I know Nate said he's probably going to join three more. Um, but um, <laughs> as, okay, he's
3: not. He's not <laughs> his face.
1: Um, <laughs> so how do you construct a roster? Is it just best available, or are you going when you're taking these college players pure upside?
3: All right, for me, on a traditional devi, generally speaking i'm just I'm just hunting the best prospects available. Okay. Right. Like, I want the the guys that I am the most confident in, in terms of their ability to excel at the NFL level. Like that. I don't. I don't want to overcomplicate it too much more than that. Right. Um, if I got a couple guys who are kind of equal, then I'm going to let the next draft class dictate that I'll probably go with the guy who's coming to the league sooner. Right. Um. If one guy is definitely better, then now even if I gotta wait a year, I'll consider taking the guy that I gotta wait on, you know. And now, so that's for a traditional Devi. for C to C drafting. I think there's three stages that I think of in terms of a C to C draft. Stage one is just take the best prospects for the NFL, regardless of position, until you can't. And then stage two is where you'd pivot into taking as many guys that you think are potential NFL prospects with an eye on a team build, right? Like you're going to sort of let that be the tiebreaker. You know, I, I, at some point within that stage two, you're saying, okay, I need to look at quarterback now. Cause I need to fill my quarterback two spot or whatever. Right. Um, but I'm still gunning for guys who I think can be NFL prospects and then stage three is when you are going to pivot over to a team build, but you're still going to have that eye on who's got NFL dot throw potential. So at, at some point, you are going to build out some roster depth. And on a C2C league, you actually want to have diversify yourself to some degree at some point so that you don't have a, a roster that is so loaded with like 2021 guys. If it's all 2021 guys, then you're leaving yourself then. You know next year so at some point you want to consider that so basically
1: what you're telling me what i'm getting out of it is it's exactly like playing a traditional dynasty league because you have to stagger everything because if not you know you still have to worry about playing now in c to c you're still playing your college Mm -hmm. and you're playing your nfl but you have to make sure that you continuously replenish for the year after the year after so it's it's the same it's just a little bit more work essentially
3: it is, but it's fun work, man. Yeah, I and, mean, if you enjoy I've,
1: fantasy, then it's fun. Of course. Yeah,
3: of course. I think Devi and C to C, like either format, whichever one you, whichever one you get into, I think it makes you a better fantasy football player in all your leagues. Yeah. In the in the leagues that aren't Devi related whatsoever, right? I just think it makes you a better player. I think they help you immensely. You are learning so much about the talent so much earlier than a lot of the. Owners in your, you know, your your traditional, just regular old PPR league mm-hmm. that you got. I mean, everyone's got however many of those, and you're learning about so many guys so much sooner. That's why. That's why I like the C to C stuff too, is because I'm no, I'm learning not only about my team, but about like every team. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm getting my ass kicked by this dude from <laughs> Oregon State, and I'm like, who's he? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and now I'm looking him up. Right yeah. now, I'm now I'm trying to find out who this guy is, man. I would have won last week if not for him. <laughs> and so I'm learning about everybody all of a sudden. You ever-
2: so for proceed to see. Are you guys watching like high school film? or Are you just going off the uh, words right out of rankings? my mouth, sir? I was just about to ask that. A
3: it makes you feel like a little bit of a psycho at first, <laughs> right? Like yeah like yeah, I'm looking up huddle films That's what uh, I was say, huddle. Of, of these recruiting these recruits and whatnot, right but look, I mean yeah, I mean, last summer I'm looking up all the recruits for my summer draft and I, I George Pickens pops out to me. I'm like, he's I love this dude like he's legit yeah. man. I know this. he there's a couple of guys who are rated higher. I want him you know so mm-hmm. i took him at, at, at in my in the second round last year the summer draft of all the, like the incoming freshmen and uh free agents and stuff and and yeah that worked out awesome that worked yeah you know so yeah you end up watching but again you're, you know people that follow recruiting for their favorite college teams yeah i mean so people yeah. are following the recruiting battles and looking up 24/7 and this and that i mean same recruiting course. is an industry in and of itself and yeah. so yeah yeah 24 7 is a huge resource i mean that's the top resource on that side of things for the summer drafts and c so twitter 24
0: 7 sports i have never spent, spent, have never spent that, so much time on 24 7 sports <laughs> as i right. have during the uh <laughs> campus part of the campus Academy league right
1: so, so you know what jack that brings up a good question here and this is something um that nate was talking about how do you figure out who to pick late in drafts i mean like
0: <laughs> as in there, like a senior, senior who could have year. nfl potential or a freshman who you have no idea about incoming freshmen
3: yeah so there are there are a couple different spots that i like to to consider pivoting on and one is like i'm, I'm trying to find those under the radar guys especially like we're talking like c to c late yes or are we yeah. talking yeah yeah so so I like to find the guys that have fallen off the radar, okay? Like he, like there were three for me this year that I love. One, The biggest one is Kevin Austin, wide receiver at Notre Dame. Um, He was a top 100 recruit, absolute dynamo coming out of high school, top 100 guy. There were guys ahead of him playing at Notre Dame, ahead of him. So he only went mm-hmm. like five grabs, 90 yards as a true freshman. Get suspended all last year for some kind of team violation. It's not really clear what it was, but he was with the team all year, practicing with everything, all the meetings and everything. Um, Claypool off to the NFL. That role is wide open on the outside. Spring Mm -hmm. practices, the few spring practices they got in, he was running with the ones. Like he is legit, man. I'm telling you, watch out for Kevin Austin this year for Notre Dame. He's the guy I'm most confident. In. He, I was able to get him 19th round and I probably jumped on him way earlier than I needed to, I think. But yeah, I, I absolutely love a guy like that. Who's fallen off the radar. Cause he was sad out a year. Devin Williams, same thing for Oregon. I love the potential that he has at the exposition at Oregon. You Sometimes you start looking up the different, uh, the coverage throughout the spring. And this spring was obviously difficult for all that. But I'm, yeah. I'm looking up on 24-7 on the Oregon pages and everything else, trying to track down some of these quotes. Mario Cristobal talking up Devin Williams. Uh, and, and new offensive coordinator Joe Moorhead talking up Devin Williams. This dude was the number one athlete in the country on rivals coming out of, of high school. He was a top 40-something overall player on 24-7. And he went to US, USC, transferred to Oregon, had to sit out a year. If you had to sit out of here you're off everybody's picture people forget about mm-hmm. you right yeah. um so yeah those guys Asa martin's another guy I think that could emerge at Memphis yeah. he's he's sort of the deepest dig there but yeah yeah, yeah. just guys like that and then and then like at, on the very very late end of things I like to try and take some lottery tickets like I grabbed like I think my last my last draft pick uh in this recent one we did was uh, was Austin Burton okay he's a a quarterback at UCLA, who was behind DTR there, uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson at UCLA. So he kind of got stuck there. He did did a nice job when he started against Oregon State last year, but he ends up transferring. He's a graduate transfer to Purdue. If he can win the job, I mean, they got kind of a wide open competition at Purdue. If he can win the job, or even if he gets the second spot and waltzes onto the field because of injury. He could be something, you know, because they got Rondale Moore, they got David Bell, they got Malik Kha coming in. I mean, they got talent. Okay. So, yeah, so, yeah um, take some lottery tickets.
1: Do you mind if we take some viewer questions?
3: Let's roll. I uh, feel like I'm talking too much, though, guys.
1: You are the guest. <laughs> the <winner>. I'm <laughs> learning. I'm so, learning. Yeah, friends. Frank Frank wants to know, and also he said, nice job on the graphics. Frank, I just, I just figured out how to use it. Um, I didn't know this was a thing I could do. <laughs> so it's included, but Thanks. Um, he wants to know what kind of roster sizes in the Campus Kitten
3: Leagues. They can vary. I mean, we got um, 45 on the uh, the latest ones that I uh, did this year. I like that. I like having big rosters. I want them to be a little bit bigger than the NFL side of things because there's, there's a lot more buys in the college season. And so you got to account for that um and and so you do need some more depth on your roster and then of course the talent pool is so <laughs> damn deep in college yeah. too so you have no problem filling 45 man rosters i mean there are you you get in the 44th 45th round right nate you can back this up like yeah. you're still That's like nate loves to pay you get all these guys i'd still <laughs> love to take all these guys
0: i was still finding you know incoming freshmen who have i felt somewhat good about you know going to yeah. some college program where they might be relevant in two, three years, you know? Right. So you're always taking flyers.
3: Yeah. Big, big rosters on the college side are tons of fun and you have no problem filling them. Yeah, no doubt.
1: Okay. So Frank, they're going to be bigger roster sizes to answer your question. So um, our kind of fifth member of the crew, Sean wants to know, (laughs) do you let high school (laughs) rankings, four star five star recruits guide you first in Debbie campus, Canton league research? If not, what else
2: would you use, Mike? Put some respect on his name. Don't, put, don't say kinda. Come on, man. He's an intern. Give, well, the, that, give him the title, man.
1: That, that's why he only gets kinda because he's the oh. intern. No, Sean is our unofficial <laughs> fifth member of the team. So, hi, Sean.
3: Yes, I'm. I'm aware. I've 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 followed Sean's journey from mascot to intern to
1: <laughs> everything. <laughs> <I was laughs> however,
3: however that role has evolved.
1: Yeah, poor guy. He. Uh, we're time. also making him quit his job and leave his family behind to uh, come work for us unpaid. So, uh, Sean, I lucky do not have too. So, yeah, I don't have anywhere for you to stay. You're just gonna have to figure it out. But um, where I work, is that like a, ta- a
3: is that like a tattoo apprenticeship? Somewhat, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. but oh then, sure. Shale,
1: where I work, there's a bench across the street. You could probably lay on that. So, <laughs> um, but but Jack, what, what do you think about this question right here? So, are you? Um, you going with the four or five stars? I mean, obviously you want those guys, but you're probably going to dig a little deeper too, right?
3: Yeah, I will say one of my go-to resources is the Cover 3 podcast uh, on the college side of things. It's a CBS Sports production. They do an awesome job, and Barton Simmons is, is part of that. Um, he is huge at 24-7, does, follows all the recruiting stuff. I mean, he knows things backwards, forwards. So if you have that source like a 24 seven that you really feel good about trusting their rankings. And the 24 seven composite is awesome. Cause it does take into account not only 24 seven rankings, but also the rivals rankings and the ESPN rankings and everything else. So the whole it s- sort of puts the whole industry into a pot and, you know, creates uh, what the average rate ranking is. Uh, and, and you know, when it's all said and done, but uh, yeah, the, the, the star ratings, they matter. Right. I mean, college mm-hmm. coaches for crying out loud will tell you they don't matter I and mean, they totally matter. Then they'll brag about how many five stars they got, you know, exactly. But five star yeah. recruits, they only got 32 of them a year. So the hit rate on those guys is bananas.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For a reason. So if an- you can get five
3: stars, that's great.
0: What's that, name? Yeah. So when I was doing, because this is my first campus to Canton League. And once we got past, you know, the first, 10 15 rounds, you know, I got to start taking some incoming freshmen to diversify my portfolio. And I had hardly ever even been on 247.com before. Um, so I'm going on and I immediately noticed that there's some players that have a big difference between their 24-7 rating and the 24-7 composite rating. And it automatically shows you the composite rating. Right. Um, but, I, but I think that 24-7 is the top, um, the top of that niche so that yeah 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 i'm looking guys that there's a big difference in those two numbers because those guys might be lower down when you first click on the page but if you go deeper into it you can find some like steals that maybe 24 seven ranks this guy like a top 20 receiver but the composite hasn't like 118 and like you know something's up when you see that so those are guys i was trying to target
3: Um, did you take my guy did you take my guy Uh Uh this guy (laughs) <laughs> israel obanaconda did you take him somebody, i did not somebody snagged him not. i forget who it was man he's my yeah he's my incoming freshman guy i love him man he's one of those guys i call him like a glitch in the matrix guy you know like he's ranked like 200 something and then top 24 7 has him as like a top 100 guy he's like a top 40 guy a top 50 you know, something like that but he's but it's mm. the, the difference is preposterous how different they are in the composite versus that. And so, yeah, I like top 24-7 rankings as my default. So, yeah, those Glitch in the Matrix guys who have that kind of a huge difference, I like that a lot.
0: Also, like, you got to look at opportunity sometimes too. So, like, after the Justin Ross news, I immediately just searched all the incoming Clemson wide receivers. And they got a couple, you know, four-star names. And then going down the list, there's a guy named Aju Aju who um, he came from a different country. He's only played one year of high school football in America, but he absolutely dominated. He's only a three-star recruit. But, like, it's because there was no coverage on this dude up until a couple months ago. So yeah. I got to watch him film, you know, dig deeper into it. And, man, he looks like someone that could come in and make an impact right away. And, like, that's not something you're going to find just scrolling through the top 50.
2: Yeah, if well, you play okay. one year and Clemson's getting you, I mean – that's yeah. a nice little find. I mean, right. shoot. Exactly.
1: Right. And also, uh, we have just named Nate head of our Debbie department. Um, so congratulations oh, yeah. on your promotion. <laughs> um, all right. We got another one. This is from uh, Smashville Oiler. In a Debbie startup, where would you think a player like Kylan Hill would go? Um, he was a guy that I think was support or might have possibly declared last year.
3: Correct. Um, yeah, he declared and then he went back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I
1: would, I would I actually would have been curious to see where he would have landed had he stayed declared. But, um, so where would we put him in a Debbie startup?
3: I like him in the second round. I think he's a guy that, that you could feel good about taking in the second round. Uh, I probably would, I don't, I, I would be surprised to see him go in the first, but I think you're okay in the second round. For me, probably, I might be a little bit lower on him than some people. So I, for him, for me, it would be on the tail end of the second round. I have him slaughtered in, I don't know, like 21 range, uh something something around there. Uh he's a guy that I do believe, though, could be a riser if he sticks with Mississippi State. I mean, Kylan Hill just had the just made the headlines because he said he wasn't going to play for Mississippi State if they didn't change the state flag. So yeah. there's been a lot of Oof. meetings at the state house and everything, and all the all the college coaches in Mississippi went to try and lobby for that, and the and the governor has shown support. So hopefully they do that uh, for simply the right reason, not even the athletic yeah. reasons, but for the right reasons. But uh, right. yeah, and then Kylan Hill will be able to play for Mississippi State one more year. I think he could be a huge riser this year in mike leach's system because you yeah. look at Max borgie getting like 80 something I think it was like 80 I forget how many oh. but it was in the 80s 87 love
1: Borgie year.
3: yeah it was Don't 86 receptions he had last year uh, uh. in mike leach's system so I, I think if Kylan hill gets that kind of run that's gonna really shoot him up as a prospect so he could be a riser but yeah. um I think yeah
0: I think Garrett likes him a lot
3: yeah, and, and I would listen to Garrett. I would <laughs> recommend anybody listen to Garrett because Garrett's Garrett, got a pretty damn good hit rate himself.
1: Garrett would yeah. like him. Um, and in case anyone's been living under a rock, uh, the reason people want the Mississippi flag changed—it does have the uh, what they call the stars and bars on it yet, uh, just like the guy's garage down the street from me. Uh, we live in Pennsylvania, pal. <laughs> So, and they lost. Um, so Mitch has a question too. Also, Mitch did mention before that he's upset that Pork Band's curtains are not on full display tonight. That did not come out the way I wanted it to, um, exactly. But, um, he wants what? to know just to think about what, it. What, what, yeah, we'll what, get back to that. I know, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> If you essentially have two teams, college and NFL rosters within one C to C league, what determines the rookie draft order in all future seasons beyond year one? <clears throat> Great question.
3: Okay. So I think I'm understanding the question, but to me, Oops. it's just like any other league, unless I'm misunderstanding the question.
0: So I think so. I haven't actually played a full season of C2C, but I believe what he's asking is, so the NFL would go opposite of the NFL standings and the college freshman draft would be opposite of the college standings, correct? Correct, and
3: both will be linear. But there's yep. not, near, there's definitely not as many rounds of the NFL rookie draft because so many guys okay. are already on. Now, in like the league that we're in, Nate, there's not a lot of waivers, and yeah. so there's three rounds. I'm in the I'm in other ones where it's like like that those IDP ones I'm in with like 100 man rosters there's only two rounds of rookies and you're lucky if you can get eight guys. You know, cuz you can make like 10 claims a year in the in those leagues. But in ours that that we're in, there's only two weeks. So that you can only each team can only make two claims, two waiver claims the entire year. So all those guys that break out, there's more than 24 guys that break out in any given Mm -hmm. year. And of the 24 guys that get claimed mid year, they're not all going to be guys in the next draft class. So we have three rounds in the NFL uh, rookie draft, but yeah, it's just like any other year the NFL goes in reverse order. So like if your NFL team is kicking ass and your college team kind of sucks, like you might be early on in the college draft and you know, at the 112. In uh in the NFL side.
0: Yeah, I think the view best? was if your NFL team does bad, you get uh top in the NFL draft and the college draft. So mm-hmm.
3: no, no, yeah, they're two and they are also, two separate I mean, leagues.
0: Yeah. Okay, how do yeah, you uh, need so determine the start about the, specifically our league is that there's no FCS players, so this year especially that 101 in the NFL rookie draft actually yeah. means something because everyone's going to want Trey Lance.
3: Yes, it's that's that's if there's an argument about the C2C format, it's it's that glitch in the matrix, right? Because in our format, the college Debbie guys are playing every single week. And so we don't have A format where trey lance can live in our universe yet until he gets to the nfl and so Mm. that yeah that's definitely um an issue in that respect because all of a sudden that that 101 next year assuming he declares which may or may not happen i mean he's only played one year of college football so we'll see uh but uh, yeah, that'll be huge next year. And it's disproportionately huge compared to what that, that one-on-one would probably be any other year.
1: Chef, you had a question?
3: Yeah, so
2: when you do a startup draft, can you choose which kind of spot you want, either in like the Debbie side of it or on the NFL side of it? Or is it just you start with one and then you
3: go backwards through the college order? You get to choose your spot that way. The way I like to do it is we'll run a randomizer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we run a randomizer and say the five of us come out as the top five on the randomizer. Right. Yes. And so Porkman gets one on the randomizer. So he gets the first pick of a draft slot in either league. So Porkman can oh. say, I want the one one in the NFL or he can say, I want the one one on the college side. Okay, Okay. and then he gets last pick of whatever's left when everyone else picks, right? So, Mm -hmm. say he gets the first. So, Porkman comes out and says, I want the 101 in NFL. Cool, you got it. Now, Chev gets the number two, and he says, all right, then I'm going to take the number one. I'm going to take 101 on the NCAA side right mm-hmm. and then Nate makes a choice Nate could go back to the NFL and say I'll go 102 uh NFL and then Mike says you know Mike th- Mike decides that since the NFL title is worth more money I want to make sure I got to go pick any NFL I'm going to go 103 NFL and I'm like well I'm gonna jump in at 102. That's a much better pick. I like what I got there in the NCAA yeah. side. So yeah. So the, and then you just go back and forth and back and forth, snake it back on the other end, and cool. uh, everyone ends up with a decent pick somewhere. So there's
1: technically three drafts because there's the NFL, the college, and the draft pick draft.
3: Correct. If you think about that it, it. So- yeah, and, oh. and who doesn't love drafting? Exactly. If you
1: love drafting, then this is really the league for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bob Nixon wants to know any journey brown truthers out there got one right here this guy also uh penn state all of a sudden is like a running back factory oddly True. i don't know how that it's
3: it's just yeah weird. mike talk about journey brown let's hear it
1: i love love me some journey um thought him against memphis was great i don't think he was supposed to be the guy going into last year kind of like clyde edwards Alaire if mm-hmm. i remember correctly wasn't supposed to be the guy and just showed up and worked hard um, every week so i think he was only a sophomore last year so he should have one more year in uh, happy valley so curious to see what they do with them i'm not the biggest fan of penn state's quarterback sean clifford to be honest with you but they do have the new offensive coordinator coming in from minnesota i can't remember his name right now uh blanking on that so i think the offense is going to be a little bit better this year less yeah, I, less quarterback I his
3: name. he's the former minnesota guy right yeah.
1: Yeah. I think when the uh, Minnesota spanked Penn state, they really were like, we got to get this guy. Um <laughs> but it's, it. it's Hey, uh, pork nobody asked you, I can mute your mic. That's right. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's going to be what I liked, what I heard. I was actually listening to a Penn state podcast the other day is they're going to try to get Clifford to throw the ball a little bit more instead of just being like, yeah, just go ahead, go run it. So, you know, the, these quarterbacks aren't getting beat up all the time. I mean, Quarterback. They're not really made Mm. to be, you know, getting whacked around like that. Yeah. So, um, excited to see what Penn State does. Their defense is going to be good. If you play IDP, Debbie, then definitely try to get Micah Parsons if you can, uh, because he is going to be a stud in the NFL, in my
3: opinion. So, Nate, what's your your take on Journey Brown?
0: I like Journey. Um, I don't think I'm as high on him as I've seen some people actually rank him like their RB1. Really for next year? I've seen it. Uh, I would have Najee
1: Harris. Yeah, I have Najee as my
0: number
3: one.
1: Or Chuba Hubbard is is fine as well.
3: Um, Like the Journey Brown Truthers are hardcore Truthers. Yeah, they are.
0: (laughs) They are. Um, I like him. He had a really strong end to the season. Um, Yes, you can't deny that production. But I want to see it over the entire season. So preach bro i'm I'm waiting before i really jump on that hype dream well here's another
1: scene here's another guy if you want to talk about penn state justin shorter entered the transfer portal um so he's going to be forgotten about a year for a year like you said Shaq. so he's a guy that if you're doing a Devi or c to c league and you need a late pick he was supposed to be something last year but um who's the guy that got drafted out of penn state in the second round i'm blanking on his name okay oh, jay hamler. hamler hamler yeah Jahan dodson showed really well at friar mute their tight end mm-hmm. um he showed out really well last year too so um shorter just really didn't have a spot so i don't know where he's gonna go but there's a nice late
3: no he's going to florida
1: is, is he gonna go to florida that's yeah. okay because i haven't really followed up on it so there you go florida um they'll finally have a good route runner down there in florida pork man mm-hmm.
2: Oh, here you go. With the hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Court, don't take that.
1: We, we woke him up. I'm messing. You looked like you're falling asleep. Oh. You're in that rocking chair. Hey, rocking you know chair.
2: <laughs> you're just chilling, chilling man.
1: man. Um, All right. So this is something that I thought about and I still don't know how to do this. Are there any more positions that are valuable and other, or does that depend on the format? Like, do they do in c to c Do they have any college sides that are like super flex tight and premium? Do they do that? Or is it just, pretty basic i'm not sure so um how do you value positions or again are you just going best overall
3: yeah i mean uh, like like i was see to see that nate and i are in. we we have it's two qb on a on a ncaa side on the college side because there are so many it's easy to go two qb i mean you mm-hmm. could go two q2 two qb2 two tight end easily on the on the tight end side if you need to although the t- college tight ends you know it's not always as deep i suppose oh, yeah. yeah iffy but uh yeah two qb is easy on a, on the college side and we go super flex tight end premium on the nfl side okay. uh, and i think that's that's not outlandish that's that's i don't think anything revolutionary there in the, in the c2c setup um i i would say for Devi for some c2c stuff i, I think if there's one position you end up fading, especially in like traditional Debbie, like you're probably fading tight end more than you might. in like another situation and in, in like a rookie draft per se. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just cause there's usually going to be better prospects that you're going to be able to get a quicker, more explosive return on by devoting your Debbie picks. It's to just the, funny. To you, say,
1: you say that, but yet the NFL side is tight end premium. So it's like, I understand where you're coming from. You want to grab these guys, but you're just going to – you're going to kind of punt that position then towards later in the draft is what you're saying, right?
3: A little bit. I I, I just think you are going to get a little bit more bang for the buck sometimes with the other positions in terms of knowing what you're going to get. Sometimes we got to wait on tight ends so damn long. True. You know what I mean? So you got these Debbie picks. Sometimes you just – I don't know. Like I just find myself waiting on tight end uh, a little bit more – in the, in the Debbie game sometimes. So yeah. I mean, yeah. Think th- about
0: it. Like we're always talking about how tight ends take like three years to actually yeah, be relevant to fantasy, you know? So say you draft a tight end. Who's an incoming freshman. You gotta wait like eight years for that guy to be fantasy relevant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <That's->
3: <laughs> right.
1: right. That is pretty rough. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that's a long, that's a long walk. You got to take. Yeah. To get a kiss on the other end.
0: Especially cause like Shaq said, they're not, really that important in the ncaa league because tight ends just don't do much in college usually
3: and the tight end premium only does so much like if it's if you're getting a full point that can really start adding up but if it's 1.5 points they're just not you know they're not getting enough usually to make that rack up in a way that you know unless you're one of the top guys already you know the volume just isn't there
1: yeah you're already lighten it up anyway. Hey, Frank has a good question here. Frank, with the awesome questions tonight, can you trade between the two leagues, NCAA and NFL?
3: Yes, and that's what's so awesome. And you know what
1: that that excited Jack like he got dare I say hype as Nate would say. Yeah, (laughs) Nick Chubb. Yeah, full Nick (laughs) Chubb. Yeah. So, all right, explain this a little bit. So that's awesome that you could do it. First of all, Um, but yeah, tell us how that works.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm trying to think of like a deal that went down the other day um in one of my leagues and it was awesome it was like matt jackson was involved in it one of my uh, co-hosts on debbie happy hour and um he i i forget what he got he he, but it was a really nice deal on the college side and as soon as i saw it go down as soon as i saw that email come in i was like all right there's definitely an nfl side because he just raked in that deal otherwise like you would be like that's not fair I'm like so he definitely shipped out something pretty big on the NFL side, and he shipped Mark Andrews to the other guy on, in the NFL side of the league, which is a big deal because because yeah. in that league it's a two tight end league, so oh, that's wow. Oh, wow. extra extra valuable Ooh. to get Mark Andrews over there. So, um, yeah, but that's awesome, and like um Kane, uh, Kane for sell as, as diehard a Minnesota fan as you're gonna get. Out oh there, he was in uh, in that Survivors League we we did uh, a couple months back. I forget who he traded with, but he traded I think two picks in the NFL startup draft for uh, Rashad Bateman on the college side mm-hmm. of things. So you can do things like that, and this all yeah, this all sorts of crossover trades that can get done, and uh, it's a lot of fun. It opens up a lot of possibilities. That's awesome. Going into the draft,
0: I knew that I was not going to be super knowledgeable about the (laughs) NCAA draft compared to a lot of the other guys in the league. So in the first couple rounds, I traded down to trade up in the NFL draft because I knew that would mean more to me. So I leveraged that that knowledge. So once we got to the NFL draft, like two months later, I had a couple, uh, like two fourth round picks and like two sixth round picks rather than. So it was My boy's wicked it. smart over there.
3: Nate's a smart guy.
1: Really? He's yeah, wicked smart. You you and that, that's a great strategy, too. So, Nate, I'm sure you got a couple of good guys to start out with in yeah. your, your debut draft, but then you turned it around in something that you knew you could use now. So are you more win now in that league than you would say on the NFL side? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or
0: based on oh, your yeah. laugh? QB league? So, so Shaq can tell you, this is probably the craziest draft I mean, it's the craziest draft I've ever been a part of for the NFL side. It I've never seen quarterbacks go off the board so quickly. <laughs> and I... Radio. Oh my gosh. I, I'm usually one to draft a quarterback early because I like having a Lamar Jackson, a Kyler Murray, a Pat Mahomes. And they... I had the pick, so I missed out on that top tier Mahomes, Barkley, CMC, and Jackson. So I picked Zeke. I considered Michael Thomas and Kyler Murray. And... I'm Back around to my other pick, like six or seven quarterbacks have gone off the board. Oh, dang. So, <laughs> I'm trying to, you know, while everyone's zigging, I'm trying to zag. So, I'm like, I'm going to hold, you know, to my values and not reach for a quarterback, <laughs> even though everyone else is picking quarterbacks. So, I picked up Jonathan Taylor. Quarterbacks flying off the board. I pick up Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Quarterbacks <laughs> are flying off the board. People start to me and saying, hey, Nate, you can't even get a quarterback? <laughs> And uh, I think it wasn't until like the sixth or seventh round. I decided to pick up a quarter. But at the point I just had to like double down and just. <laughs> so I ended up having Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So I'm definitely in win now mode. <laughs> All right. So there you go. That's how you. But That was awesome.
3: I love that. I thought that was ballsy, man, that, that everybody literally it was like this. It was like appointment viewing. I forget what round it was like the fifth or sixth round or something. <laughs> I was like on the edge of my seat. <laughs> wanting to see what he did, I'm like, "Is he still gonna go again without taking one?" So, yeah, so, but it ended it up awesome. I, I think oh. you ended up with a fantastic squad. You're competing right away. That yeah, worked out. So. Well.
1: You have a third yeah. quarterback then, Nate,
0: or I don't remember. I, do have, I have Gardner Minshew. I went three quarterbacks in a row. Okay, all right. <laughs> just, you that, have.
3: just not ahead. Yeah. To... Paid off. I thought your strategy was brilliant. I thought you you smashed it, man. I mean, Thank
1: you. It looks like the Jags are going to try to make it work with Gardner. There's a lot of people saying that they might replace him. But um, I thought he showed well enough. You know, he's I mean, look, they invested a first round pick in Blake Bortles. I think Gardner Minshew is better than Blake Bortles.
0: Maybe his arm strength
1: isn't as good, but he's way more accurate. He's actually going to put people in the seats, which the Jaguars need. So they're um, they're definitely going all in on him, at least for this year. Um, All right. Check what year is best to take? when you are doing debbie campus to camp whatever freshman sophomore junior senior i mean is there a preferred year nate's shaking his head or maybe just stretching i'm not sure
3: (laughs) well you you definitely want to focus your energy on getting guys who are clearly nfl prospects and are good nfl prospects that you can feel really confident about and then are going to be in the next draft class. Like that's going to be a top priority. You know, I mean, if you could, cause you want to pick a guy and then be able to get them next year. Like that's generally the the harder way you're at on that. Um, and then later on, you can, you can, if you got guys that are just way better than the next guy in this draft class, that's when you start going down to get the the younger guys, like, like a breeze hall. I've seen going, in the second round. I've seen George Pickens go in the first round and the tail end of the first round of some drafts, uh, which mm-hmm. I, I thought was a little high, but uh some people love George Pickens. I've seen him go tail end of the first or definitely early second on a lot of Debbie drafts this spring. And that's a guy that you gotta wait two years for, but looks like he could be worth the wait. So Yeah, he's raw. Yeah. Really raw. Looks good though.
1: Hmm. All right, so there you go. Trying not to I wait. Would
0: say- too long juniors are probably the top just because if you have a junior who declares early they have a better hit rate than seniors um in the nfl true and, that's a great point
3: that's a great point yep. Nate.
0: and also juniors like they're at that level where they're starting on their team and they're getting you fantasy points for your college mm-hmm. fantasy team as well as being available for your nfl team uh pretty quickly
1: okay there we go so juniors are where it's at yep. um okay Kind of having a hard time reading my handwriting here. I apologize about that. If anyone else has any other questions, feel free to hit us up. I did have another one, I can't read this, and I forgot what I was actually going to say to you. Do any of you guys have any other <laughs> questions for Shaq about Debbie or Shaq? Any sleepers for us? You got uh, anything like that? Yeah, talk any to sl- me about the Monte Coxie. Any sleepers?
3: Oh, the Monte Coxie is my boy, he's my sleeper, no doubt. Um. He's a guy who's averaged uh, over twelve hundred yards for the last two seasons for Memphis. He's six foot three, two hundred pounds. He's averaged like seventy-two grabs, twelve twenty-five, and like eight scores over the last two years. So he's led Memphis for two years in a row. Back for a senior season, he's not necessarily a guy who's a burner, but he's fast enough. And I mm. love this cat, man. He's awesome. So look up some Demonte Coxie film. You're gonna you're gonna love the guy. Um, He plays in the AAC, so people act like that's not really very good. But, uh, you know, I think the AAC is on a fast track to becoming a a power six school. I think we're going to call a power six before long because they they had more ranked teams at the end of the year last year than at least two. And I think maybe three of the power five conferences, but at Mm -hmm. least two of the power five conferences uh, AAC had more ranked teams. So there's pretty good football we played over there. So Memphis, yeah. yeah I, I love Coxie. He's awesome. So check it, check him out. He's legit.
0: All right. And I'll then the uh, second guy I stole from Shaq. Um oh. Brown.
3: Yep. He's incredible, man. Great speed. I mean, he's playing with Sam Howell. He's got uh his his yards per, per uh reception way up there. I'm trying to look up his numbers now. Um I don't have them handy my hand. I'll get them for you. But, yeah, Diami Brown is incredible. Um, He's a guy that is going to be some appointment viewing this fall. What was his yards per reception? 20.3 yards per reception. Nice. 1,034 yards, 51 grabs, and 12 scores. So that dude has a highlight reel that will knock your socks off. Worth checking out. Uh, And then, of course, you don't just want to scout from – Uh, highlight films that's always Mm. you know the resources you want to watch are are full game films the full cut-ups and we do a lot of that certainly my go-to resource is all the stuff over at the dynasty nerds prospect film room definitely drop a plug for that um this this we've put some great work in to, to create a killer library over there not just the the latest rookies coming in but also there's a lot of prospects in that library of underclassmen for the Debbie crowd, there's a lot to dig dig into, sink your teeth into, and and have a blast going through all that film because there's some incredible stuff there.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will say the Nerds film room is great, and you just go in there, punch player, and you got a bunch of games right there. If you're going to use YouTube, though, um, we'll just say Jonathan Taylor. Everyone knows who he is. What you want to do is type in Jonathan Taylor verse and then let the games pop up because if you just mm-hmm. type in Jonathan Taylor, you're going to get highlights. And Like Shaq said, that, that's a great point. What they do when they don't have the ball is almost as important as what they do when they do have the ball. Mm-hmm. If a wide receiver is a willing blocker, that's going to get him on the field. Coaches love that stuff. You know, does he look like he gives up on routes when he's not getting the ball? Stuff like that. Same thing could be said with the running back: is he a willing blocker? Is he all, all that stuff? So, to me, those things are important, and I'm, I'm actually glad that you said that as well.
3: Playing so, without playing without the ball is football character too. It is. You know what I mean, right. like like if you loaf when you're not going to get the ball and you know you're not going to get the ball like that, that matters. You want to know that, right? Like you don't want to just see the guy at, at his best. You want to mm-hmm. see the whole game and, and, and everything he can do. So, yeah, I mean, like it's you not. said, you you meant you mentioned blocking. Like I always say, blocking doesn't score fantasy points, but blocking gets you on the field. And you yep. can't score fantasy points if you're not on the field. That is true. So it matters.
0: Also, also, the really the they have good – the
2: have good yeah. stuff.
0: Oh,
1: yep. the flash. Yeah. Shout Definitely. out to our, our boy Jetpack Galileo over there. I think he does most of those. Their stuff's awesome. It's great. Uh, awesome. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is when you watch a YouTube video and then for whatever reason there's no sound to it. Did you, you guys ever notice <laughs> Oh, See, that I, that I, I don't Where?
3: even mind that because I you know just coming from like I always hated you know, you're watching coaching film for the next opponent or whatever, and they oh, they got their huddle films that they send over to you, and it's got the, you know, you're listening to all the parents chattering in the stands and whatnot. Like I just, I, I'm like, just cut, kill the sound. Yeah,
2: so, film girl
3: filming it, just talking drama the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I could see how that would be distracting. Talking about her Spanish teacher and how she, you know, she gave her detention. <laughs> dude. I'm like, honey, I don't need to hear that right now. It's trying to, just trying to break down these cornerbacks.
1: I'll, I'll tell you what, Shaq, we're at almost an hour, which is usually where mm. we cut off unless uh, the guys from Polysleepers Sleepers are on, in which case we just can't get off that soon. But I'll tell you what. Since you know your stuff, um, why don't we just go around real quick? We could talk about each of our favorite schools. I'm a Penn State fan. Nate, you are Maryland, correct? So,
0: yeah, I kind of go for two teams, and I'm just kind of cheating, but um, definitely State. go turps go okay. and Boise State. I'm a big Boise State fan. That's what got me into watching NCAA football because it was so easy to root for them because they were always the underdogs. They weren't respected, even though they went undefeated. Um, yeah. And the blue field, you can't knock the blue field. Um,
1: so Porkman likes ohio state for some reason and chev is an oklahoma fan can you just i mean i know this is i forgot to mention this before can you give us like one player on each of those teams that maybe we could look out for
3: oh okay all right on the spot now all right so i I got you on the spot i'm sorry all right so boise state yeah boise state Boise State, I love George Helani, man. We were just talking about him tonight on Debbie Happy Hour. I love that, too, man. He's awesome. He was a true freshman this year. And just the his game, he may lack the long speed, so he's not breaking out like 80-yard touchdown runs. But everything else that you need a running back to do, he does it really well. And and a lot of the fundamentals, like he's he's physical, he's got great lateral agility and the contact balance and everything else. Uh but he plays tough. He's decisive as a runner, understands angles and how to attack angles. Um, and I, I love just some of the the simple running back things he does, keeps those shoulders square to make lateral agility moves, but keeps square and just attacks north. And dude, I love George Alani. Yeah, he's my dude for Boise State. Okay. And then what's uh, Porkman, what's yours again, bro? Ohio State. I actually me personally, I really love Chris
2: Olave. So I don't yes. know what your uh your synopsis is on him.
3: Chris Olave, he's he's I think he's underrated. I think a lot of people lost track of Olave and uh his potential for the upcoming season. A lot of people are very just like we all are, right? Like they get distracted by shiny objects. Mm-hmm. And Ohio State has a lot of shiny objects coming in in this recruiting class. They got just an absolutely stacked wide receiver class coming in. They got Julian Fleming, a top wide receiver in the country. They got Jackson Smith and Jigba, who's right on his heels. I mean, he's another five-star. Right? They got mm-hmm. G. Scott, who I, I think Shane Hallam the other day on one of the – one of the, I think it was Debbie Marketplace. He was saying that he, he likes G. Scott more than even the guys ahead of him, the five-stars ahead of him. So uh, yeah, the, there's a lot of shiny objects coming in, but people lose sight of the fact that Chris Olave is there. He's ready to mash, man. I think he's good. I, I think he's got he's got potential to uh, to have an explosive year. So I like Chris Olave. He's a big dude. He's gonna have an excellent year. And Chev, what's yours again, man? Oklahoma, right? Oklahoma, yes, sir. I've heard about. I know. I've knew that, man. I knew Chef for years <laughs> on that. Um, yeah, I mean Oklahoma. I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you one that a, a lot of Chevel know, but I liked last year coming in. I liked um, Ramondre Stevenson at running back. Yeah, I think he's sneaky, interesting. I don't know, I don't know as like an NFL player, but like I got him on a C to C team, and I like having him. I think, I mean, Kennedy Brooks is obviously the guy at running back for them. But I, I was impressed with him last year. I was impressed with him even coming out of JUCO. I was excited. But for him i i remember like last spring i was talking to ray Gavin, and uh shot off stevenson's highlight film to ray i'm like dude i'm like what do you think of this guy i like him and he's like yeah this is good so um yeah i like that guy i think i think trey sermon going to ohio state is going to open up some space for stevenson to get a bigger role this year behind kennedy wow. brooks so i like him um obviously uh it's a bummer. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, Spencer Rattler's coming in big. I mean, that's good. Um, what? Uh, who am I? Uh, Jaden Hazelwood. That's the name of, that was Hazlewood. just escaping me, man. Jaden Hazelwood. That's a bummer. But it doesn't sound like that is as bad as, uh, as it originally sounded. So hopefully he'll be okay, be able to come back there. And Theo Weiss is probably like the guy that – May emerge in the meantime, so I think I think those are the guys for those. What about you, Mike? I'm
1: a Penn State fan.
3: There you go. Yeah, Doughton. I love Fri- Fryermuth, man. He's a Massachusetts guy. They got another. There you uh, go. That answers got...
1: Sean' question. Any good homegrown New England prospects out there? Pat Fryermuth from Penn State, Sean. There it hey.
3: is, man. Pat Frymuth. Uh Sean, State. Change, He's change your he's
1: avatar kid. too. Put a picture of you up there.
3: <laughs> yeah, Frymouth is a Massachusetts guy. Um, yeah, he's looking Gronkish man out there. So you must love him. He's phenomenal. He's the yeah. They,
1: so oddly, like Penn State switches from being linebacker you to now they're pumping out good running backs and tight ends all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't understand it. I'm not complaining.
3: Nope. So not but, one bit. They got another Massachusetts kid coming, in. they got a lot. So I think it's Doughton. Doughton's coming in in that recruiting class in a wide receiver call, but they're always so deep, man. So it's not like he's probably going to do anything soon, but
1: it's weird. They actually recruit a lot from around here, too. So um, Saquon Barkley grew up like right across the bridge from where I am right now um, in Copley, Pennsylvania. And Jahan Dotson, who's on the team now, he uh, grew up in Nazareth, which is about 20 minutes in the other direction from me. So it's cool to see like the big school in the state recruiting from from in-state i like that and i'll just last one for you here uh frank says go gators van jefferson Lamichael p ryan you know love those guys but anybody on the team now there is a tight end on the team i can't remember his name but uh ray garvin says he likes him better than Fryermuth. do you know about him and do you agree with that
3: um yeah um look kyle pitt Pitts is awesome That's i think it. kyle yep. pitt is, is killer um I think you got a big three at tight end. And and even the guys beyond the big three at tight end next year are going to be pretty good. I mean, you got Kyle, in in whatever order you want to go, you got Kyle Pitts, Brevin Jordan, and Pat Frymouth. And those are your big three at tight end. Those are going to be legit NFL tight ends. And And they're different players, too. But yeah, Pitts is super well rounded. Yeah, Ray Garvin talks about him all the time. How he's gonna be a top fifteen player the moment he steps on the stage to be drafted in the NFL. So um, yeah, he's great. Brevin Jordan, super athletic, like him a lot too. Frymuth is awesome, but then you got guys behind him like Charlie Cola at uh, Iowa State. I like him, and um, and Matt Bushman is sneaky really good at uh, BYU too. So this okay. there's some deep guys. Kylan uh, Granson Grantson at uh, SMU. Yeah. He's sneaky good too. So yeah, there's a lot of good. There's some good guys that uh, probably be in the draft next year for tight end.
0: Yeah, yeah. I do I mean, want to point out the Terps got a five star recruit this year.
3: That's right, Rakim Jarrett.
0: So
1: Nate, when was the last? Has it been a while since they got one? Or
0: yeah, it's probably been a good <laughs> while. They don't recruit super super well, yeah. especially out of state.
3: Yeah, that was yeah. unexpected. And then uh, what is it, Talia uh, Law There. Yeah. So He's, uh, probably got a to sit a year, for- but. It's oh, gonna get interesting. Yeah,
1: Maryland's gonna be sneaky good though in a couple years. Then, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been rough since they moved to the Big Ten. Uh, you know, moving to the Big Ten was a big jump for them, and I don't right. think they were necessarily ready for it. But long term, it's gonna help so much, and it's starting to pay off.
3: Yeah, I like Deshaun Jones coming back this year too, if he can get back from that injury, because he was looking good. At, you know, as a true freshman.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: All right. Well, hey,
1: we're about an hour and seven in. Uh, before we close it out, Chef, I believe I saw you, you get up to get something. You have something for us before we head out.
2: Yeah, so my phone's always dead whenever I get home, so I put it on the charger. But I'm good All now. I got huh? All the time your phone's dead. Boy, just be quiet and make my Madden picks. Come on, Jack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I do got a question for you. Uh, so it's the the summer of love for the Dynasty Rewind here. I want to hear your favorite love for a player in NFL, Devi, and then high school?
3: Okay. I got confused by the end of that question though. So who do you so love just...
2: in those aspects? So NFL, Devi, and high school. Who's your favorite player?
3: Okay. So by, uh, in, in the NFL, hmm. That's a, that, that's who do I, like, I'm trying to think of like who I own the most, but look, I'm just going to, I'm just going to default a guy that I don't really own a lot, but who's my favorite NFL player. Who do I love? I love Tom Brady, man. Tom Brady's brought me so much joy. You know, I mean, there's been so much joy in my life watching sports. Just the communal atmosphere of that, you know, and that's why we love this stuff so much, man. Right? Like we love coming together with each other. And that's what's so great. And like just whether we're able to come together here, even remotely, I know, I know. Yeah, Mike <laughs> showed me the, the Eagles it. championship banner. I we're know, man. You, on hey, you. I got you. We got <laughs> plenty, on man. We got plenty. Got I'm not complaining, you, you know? Too. So just all that joy, all those times. Like I still remember 2001, the just like, like tears in my eyes, the joy jumping into my buddy's arms. My buddy Chuck's arms and Andy and Shaggy and everyone else, and we're, and we're just just beside ourselves. And then all the times that we got to do that since then, the the Falcons Super Bowl, like Tom Brady, man, you he, he want to talk about love, that's that's brought a lot of
4: joy into right my there.
3: life with, it, with the people that I was able to do that with. So hopefully we can get sports uh, back this fall for that. Yes, please. Um. Yeah, in college, I mean – my sneaky guy is, is uh, no, I can't say Clyde Edwards Ela because he's like my my favorite college guy last year. But yeah, Demonte Cox is is guy that I've been stumping for. He's been like my plant the flag guy. I've been mm. I've been talking him up, even though he's a senior. Like we like to see wide receivers come out as juniors, like Nate said. He's yeah. a senior, so the age thing doesn't. Uh, doesn't work in his favor but because he's been doing it for two years already it's not like he's coming out and breaking out as a senior like his breakout age is still totally reasonable because he's been doing it for two years already so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm a big demonte coxy guy in college and then in high school um let's see i'm gonna go eric gilbert incoming guy for lsu um uh, he is the the top rated tight end ever in the history of twenty four seven sports, um, mm. he is he beat out the rating of Greg Olson, Dang. so wow. Wow. we'll throw that out there. And he was the he was the Gatorade National Football Player of the Year at tight end, right? I see that, that. don't was- happen. First time that mm-hmm. ever went to a tight end. So yeah, Eric Gilbert and you know Thaddeus Moss has gone to the NFL. Steven Sullivan's gone to the NFL. Wide open for eric Gilbert to come in and just rake from day one dope awesome. thanks Shaq. got it and then the verse i got is ephesians
2: 4:29. pops actually sent this to me the other day it says do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen Woo. that is deep man just being able to spit out positive vibes anytime you're talking to somebody and trying to hold back the negative, man, nothing comes good out of negative talk and just being able to be positive with somebody and being honest with them. And I mean, that, that goes a long, long ways. And I think if this world right now needs a lot of that positive talk and kind of listening and hearing each other out and not having that negative talk in, it just, it just brings everybody down. So just being positive uh, and only spitting out the truth and spitting out the the facts. I like that a lot, that verse. Chef. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Good. Thank
1: you, like always. Uh, verse is always great. Um, Shaq, thank you for joining us. Just got to pop in here real quick uh, when you were talking about Tom Brady. Sean says he is the GOAT. Um, and Frank says he used to work in Quincy, Massachusetts, which yeah. Sean says is pronounced Quincy. Is that correct?
3: It is. It's Quincy. Okay, Quincy. All right, great. Yeah. I live uh, I live like a couple towns south of Quincy.
1: All right, there we go. All right, well we uh, we mispronounce things in Pennsylvania too. Um, if you're from Pennsylvania, you know it's not Shenandoah; it's Shendo. Um, that's just how we roll. So, oh, we got the Ravens. Oh, there it is. That should have been behind you the whole time. Where's There's it been? No
0: way to put it? I don't have a yeah. place for it right now. I'll figure
1: right. that out.
2: Yeah, just, just um, blew it to the wall.
1: I will be down this weekend to secure it to the wall properly somehow. We'll we'll figure it out. Uh we'll be giving that lamp away at some point. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we won't. But um Shaq, thank you so much again for coming and hanging out with us. Your knowledge is fantastic. We really appreciate it. Um anything else you want to say before we head out for the evening?
3: Uh, I di- hey, it's been an honor. I've listened to you guys from episode one. I thank absolutely you. love it. And Chef, just to just to be here. While you're reading that verse live was really uh, just uh, awesome and an honor. I love it, man. So just the positive vibes that you guys have always had um, from episode one. It's just, uh it's fantastic. I've really enjoyed chatting with you guys and, uh, and thank you so much. It's been great. Appreciate it, Shaq.
1: I say this a lot, but I don't say it unless I mean it. You're welcome back anytime. Uh, get to know Shaq online. It's Brian Shacochis. I, did I say that right?
3: You did, man. You got it. You got it down. <laughs> I try. It's impressive. As,
1: as good as he is, as a Devi analyst, he's a better human being. Thank so you, sir. I'm glad to say that I know you. Glad to say I call you my friend. Um, so For Until sure. next time, you're welcome back anytime. If you ever want to hop on, uh, just let us know. We'll get you on. Absolutely, so, Chef, absolutely. thank you again, but until next week, where can we find you on Twitter?
2: So You can find me at RD, boy with an I.
1: And, Jack, where can we find you and all your awesome work on Twitter?
3: Uh, at dynasty tools happy to uh, interact anytime
1: and definitely he's he's very responsive in dms um, check out his podcast it's a wicked pissa if i could say uh, i listen to it every time it comes out <laughs> um so pork man until next week where can we find you on twitter
2: you can follow me at ff pork man all
1: right nate how about yourself you can find me at nate nfl and if you are so inclined, you could follow me at the mbr 85. I would prefer if you followed this show at Dynasty Rewind. We still need like 100 some more people until we're at 1,000 followers. So come on, people. Get on that. Um, hit up the YouTube. Subscribe, rate, review, Periscope, whatever you want to do. We only have two like Periscope subscribers, I think. And one of them is Nate. I'm pretty sure so.
2: And the other one is Nate.
1: Okay, so great. So we have technically zero outside of the show. I'm not even subscribe to it and i started the channel so listen subscribe to us everywhere more great stuff coming the summer of love is going to roll on great guests every week Shaq, you've been a fantastic guest thank you again for coming on thank so until next me. yes you are like i said anytime we're gonna be doing more Devi stuff this summer too but until then everybody be kind please rewind thank you again so much for listening until next week